people, they're just like, who do you think you are? I don't know. I'm a Mara fucking Luciano. <laughs> I used to shy away from words like power, but then it was something I really wanted. No matter how good and perfect you are perceived on the outside, if it's a lie, it's a lie. Then sticking with and wallowing in the past, we're moving into something better, something whole, something deeper, something that has you constantly in the driver's seat. I think the way we're conditioned nowadays is like when you hear power, you're like badass. We've got to be a badass. You're in the leather jacket and have the dark makeup. And when you look at someone like me, I don't even think that you necessarily assume that we would do something like shadow work because I'm very romantic and loving and happy. But that's kind of the beautiful flip side of all of that. Where there's gentleness, there's also ferocity. That level of strength, that level of conscious choice is so incredibly powerful. It is your power. Trusting that your worth is so much deeper than something some old king, priest, emperor laid down on you. Really, it's about whether or not we vibe, whether or not we connect, whether something I say lands. I would rather we show a whole hell of a lot more compassion, kindness to ourselves, and therefore by extension to each other, rather than focusing on how we get it all to work or how we control people or manipulate people into giving us what we want. It's like, dude, just chill. <laughs> So as you know, I really thrive in other people's chaos. And that's not to say that I don't feel empathy for people when they're in chaos, but I tend to see solutions where other people don't, generally because I'm observing and I'm witnessing, especially when I'm able to separate myself and detach myself from feeling exactly what they're feeling or going through what they're going through, being present with them in their pain, but also from a, again, stand, like standing back position being able to see a hundred different paths that they can take instead of allowing them to fall into complacency or despair or allowing them to stay stuck plateauing i can see what would get them going again that's the beautiful gift of my energy if you want to take it from a human design perspective with someone with so many undefined centers being able to see so many different ways in which you can leverage your manifestation energy towards what you actually want and so I find myself, I look back at my life and I look back and see so many different times where I've tried to guide energy in a different way. And in some ways, the way I used to go about it was definitely a trauma response of trying to control everything. I have a 5-1 profile. There's definitely Captain save energy, fixer upper energy. If I could solve the problem so that I don't feel the pain of witnessing you going through pain, that is an instinct that is very hard for me to challenge in moments of, again, witnessing other people, especially loved ones, people I care about, seeing them go through shit is really, really hard. And it's something that I've been working on lately where I'm working a lot, as I kind of touched on in the last episode, I'm working a lot on letting go. Letting go a whole lot more. Letting go of the agendas, letting go of the 10 steps ahead or needing to express t the 10 steps ahead like it's fun to acknowledge for myself that I could fix this problem but I don't necessarily need to share it it's not always invited so that's something really powerful for me is just kind of pulling back my energy learning to pull back my energy instead of being sucked into the vortex that's in front of me if that makes sense so figuring out kind of that balance has been a really big theme of mine lately is just letting go as much as possible because I'm not writing other people's stories for them. It is a trauma response to try to control the uncontrollable. If I, if you would just do this a little bit this way, move a little bit that way, you would find yourself in a 
in a space of ease. And what I'm learning now and through offering coaching now is I prefer to get paid for that insight, right? It's a really beautiful way to get invited into something. It's almost sacred or um, there's a big, there's a commitment, there's a context, there's a container around that as opposed to just me offering myself wherever I can because this is such a huge component of who I am and what I what I am. More importantly, what I am. So that being said, that doesn't mean that I don't observe, right? Like, again, I witness. I witness a lot of people in my life and I see a lot of different things. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is sort of leveraging your manifestation energy in a way that's beneficial, healthy, pleasurable. I think I think this is in the Bible, actually, where there's a line in which God says, the Christian Bible, by the way, uh, the, the, <laughs> there's a line in which God says that there's like life and power in the tongue, our words create from a human design perspective. It's all of the energy from the different centers of the body are moving up towards through the throat. Like it's moving this energy upward to bring out into the world or moving down if you're talking from the head and the mind. So it's moving down or moving up through the throat because it's this portal of creation. It's how we express into the world. And what we express gives life. What we express can kill things. What we express, I believe it's Don Miguel Ruiz who says in The Four Agreements, he says that we are either, um, I believe it's black magic users or white magic users, something like that, like spellcasters with our words. And some of us throw out curses and some of us bless others is this idea, this perspective. And so what I've been seeing a lot in my life is a lot of people want something, right? Want a behavior to be changed, a person to change. And we've talked a little bit about in the season how it's really important to just establish your boundaries as a, po- as a form of controlling your reactions instead of controlling the other person. Life is chaotic and messy. People are chaotic and messy. They're not always consistent. They're not always going to keep their word. They're not always going to tell the truth. They're not always going to do the brave, noble, honest thing based on their own experiences, based on their own reactions. And that's not your responsibility. Their reaction isn't your responsibility. What you are responsible for are your reactions. I actually had this come up in a really fun way while I was reading an old romance book by Nora Roberts. It's Vision in White, and there's a line. The main character, Mackenzie Elliott, says to another character that she can do as she pleases in reference to her abusive or, like, toxic mom who uses a lot of emotional manipulative emotional manipula- emotional manipulation tactics to get her way as a form of you know getting money and things out of this character and she says the main character after going through the course of the book and evolving says she can do as she pleases i'm responsible for my reactions and that's 110% true of life just in general and how we manifest because we are manifesting all the time. It's not necessarily this thing where if you wish hard enough or you write a million affirmations, it comes to fruition. What we're doing with that is we're trying to take use the conscious mind in order to inform the subconscious, which is a large part of how we manifest just daily. We don't realize how much we're creating on a day-to-day basis. But if you look around at your life, not everything you have in your life was this like strategic goal that you laid out. It was almost this unconscious thing that happened as a result of different actions you took that you may not have realized have gotten you to this point, whether it's good or bad. And I put air quotes around those things, positive or negative. So 
with that in mind, if we're focusing on controlling our own reactions as opposed to trying to control other people, that is a form of letting go. And as I touched on in the last episode, reclaiming capacity. It's a big part of it because the more you pour into someone else, the more you give yourself away, investing in their reactions, attaching things to it, you're draining your own reserves. Even as someone with, from a human design perspective, uh, who has an undefined emotional solar plexus, what's interesting about my how my um, emotional center looks is I have half of a certain type of emotional wave. So in human design, those who have emotional authorities have different waves, different ways they experience emotions. So every emotional authority in human design is not gonna be the same, just like every person in the world is not the same and how they express emotions is not the same. However, there are four different, I believe it's four different types of waves that you can have where you kind of go through this emotional processing arc and the emotional people in my life, the emotional authority people in my life have different waves. And when I was discovering yesterday in a conversation with my best friend, I realized that I have par, a partial wave, right? The gate that goes out of the emotional solar plexus that I do have defined is part of a very specific wave and I can see how that happens. It just, I have a difficult time unloading. So I have a way of part, it's almost like I look at it like I have part of the consistency, part of the way in which you can process the emotions. I just don't naturally have this like release valve or this way to transmute it. I don't have that channel complete, right? So in realizing this yesterday, um, being that we have these different emotional ways and these different forms of processing and these different ways of transmuting emotional energy. Give me a second. I'm trying to think where I was going with this. Undefined emotional energy. I know where I left off. So in someone with that emotion, undefined emotional energy, what can happen is because I have part of that wave, I know how to kind of stew with the emotions and kind of they build for a long time, but I don't have as easy of a time, again, pro like letting that out, processing it in a certain way, transmuting it, letting it go. Uh, those with undefined emotional centers in human design tend to have this shadow of kind of holding grudges or holding on to emotions and letting them stick this is a big one and so when i was saying earlier when we are being drained of these energy reserves this is exactly what i'm talking about it takes so much energy to hold on to something that's meant to be moved and let go of it takes so i want to agree with that it takes so much energy to do that it takes so much energy to hold on to something to then also use your mind and things like that to attach certain thoughts like i talked about in a previous episode I had said that one of the big things that I'm doing lately is detaching who, if I feel angry because of something someone did, detaching my anger from that person and from that relationship because it will eat away at it if I let it and just letting go, being present with the anger itself, understanding that the reaction or the situation or whatever it was, sure, understanding how the emotion came about, what sparked it, what triggered it, but ultimately being present with it. And just being with it instead of being afraid of it, being mad that I'm mad, you know, compounding it and certainly not attaching it to someone and making them kind of responsible and perpetuating this victim villain dynamic. Do you see how all of that, though, 
how if I wasn't doing that, if I wasn't just letting go and I was mentally processing this, I was compounding all of that emotional energy, holding on to it, letting it stick, not moving with it, not letting it go, not being present with it. How many different processes in the body are going overdrive trying to hold on to this and make sense of this or protect ourselves through it? Like it's just so much work. It's so much work and that's so much energy. I don't want to say being wasted because there's wisdom to learn there, but it's energy that could be best directed to something else, right? So all of that chaoticness could be directed towards forgiving the other person, undergoing that journey, forgiving myself, uh, creating new boundaries, being realistic about what it is that I want from the relationship, from a situation, whatever it is. So oftentimes what I find when I'm having difficulty expressing my emotions to someone else or letting them know I'm feeling some kind of way, it's because I actually haven't been with the emotion yet and let it go. It's still attached to that person and I can't conflict resolve. I can't problem solve with that person either if there's something funky going on in the relationship when I feel this resentment, um, which is also why, again, with that stewing and with that buildup, having that partial gate defined, I do get this feeling of like choked upness and over like when the emotions have been building for a long time, they want to come out through the throat. They want when I start to speak up and, and speak through it, but it becomes really, really difficult. I get that like clogged sensation in the throat and choked up and tears and all of that. It's all backed up. So imagine again, also how much room that's taking up inside of the body, how dense and heavy you must feel over a significant portion of time or maybe just even a day imagine all the things you could have done instead in a day so that being said i was thinking about this a lot and how if we were i i offer that if we were instead to let go a little bit more of trying to if we were to just let go of the things that we were perhaps absorbing if we were to let go of all of the resentments and all of this build up how much freer we would be to then manifest something better instead something i find often in the relationships that i do see and i do get to observe and i do get to witness on a daily basis is again that sort of like built up resentment and then it translates to this negative talk remember i was talking about how this there's this biblical power of the tongue that it's also sh it shows up in so many different places um and that's me like i like to study from multiple angles i pick up tidbits and snippets of things from anywhere from romance novels to nonfiction textbooks to youtube videos right so i'm constantly learning and i think it's interesting that uniformly you can see this consistent theme of what we say or what we express has so much power. It directs so many things. And as someone who I was mentioning, I believe in the last episode, how I'm focusing very much on manifesting through others, right? Really kind of making myself known, making my desires known, making all those things known and letting people do with that instead of me having to do everything on my own. When I've started to see that, I started to realize how much I could be using from a human design perspective, my throat center more efficiently. Um, I started to see how everybody could be expressing themselves more efficiently to get the things that they want. And it starts, yeah, with speaking up, but also too, thinking about motivation. 
So from a psychology perspective, I believe it's Sigmund Freud who talks a lot about the pleasure pain principle. And it's this idea that we, from a subconscious perspective, I believe it's the id or is it the ego? One or the other. I think it's the id. Yeah, I think I want to say it's the id. The part of the brain that he speaks of, there's like three parts that forms when we're, it has like this childlike reaction to things and desires and it's very in the moment and spontaneous. We're driven by this motivation to move towards, move towards pleasure and move away from pain. And there's also something called the motivational triad. It talks about a similar thing. So when we take that in mind, I pay attention a lot to when I'm expressing things to people, when I want something, when I want to create something, how am I motivating them towards manifesting that from a place of pleasure alongside me or for me or whatever. So in the case of like a housemate is not doing a chore, instead of getting mad at all the times that they haven't done this specific chore, there's a different way to go about it. And it's encouraging them and getting excited by the fact that they've done it and and kind of expressing and gushing about that instead of harboring the resentment and toning down your reaction because we feed off of that. Like we feed off of that positive energy. We feed off of like praise and feeling light like that and feeling seen. So it's so much of, I feel, human design, not just projectors, need to feel seen. And there's actually something that I was reading in my research as well, where because there's so many different projected channels and projected gates in the body graph and any type can have those things and there's different. So it means that there's different aspects, different skills that do need to be invited in. There is the sense of needing to feel seen and needing to feel recognized. And so... If we combine that with just this general feeling of like, how can I feel grateful as just a form of practice for what's around me, for who's around me, for the energy I do have access to. From my perspective, I feel like I chose to incarnate in this time and place with these people. So if this is who I have access to and this is what I'm doing, this is what's happening in my life, then then I personally like to ask myself, what can I affirm? What can I be grateful for? Who can I be grateful for? What specific skills? Like I try to see people, right? I try to recognize them because I know from my standpoint how much I enjoy that for myself, but it also keeps me aware of people's strengths and weaknesses. It keeps me aware of the people around me. And I think it also keeps me primed to constantly be expressing gratitude for the different things that they do. And I noticed that the relationship kind of not weakens, but gets a little bit hardened, I guess, or dried up. Like there's less pleasure in the relationship when that part and that aspect is missing. And so I posit, I invite, I offer this new perspective of like, take the opportunity to feel grateful for the people around you, affirm what's working and what's going really, really right to then produce and sustain more of those results, more of the benefits of that circumstance, situation, relationship, whatever, to continually manifesting things that you do enjoy and that you do want. Focus on the things that you do want. I believe it's Abraham Hicks who talks a lot about that in their manifestation talks. So there's this there's this concept that's pervasive of, and in neuroscience, you can see this as well, where how the brain reacts and what the brain reacts to and what it perceives and what it focuses on does become your reality. So if that's the case, then Focusing and compounding the positive, or at the very least, if we take positive out, insert healthy or desired even, 
the desired outcome, the healthy thing, whatever it is that you enjoy, that you do reap the benefit out of, it's so important to keep nurturing that, to keep nourishing that, to keep pouring into that as opposed to wasting, we'll use that word for now, wasting energy going in the opposite direction and compounding the things that you don't want, making those things expand. And you know something, that is the easiest or the simplest way to go about it. Maybe easy is not exactly the right word because there is a, a sense of, I think there's a sense of difficulty in trying to commit to that approach and trying it on, especially in situations that feel taxing or have been building for a while or whatever. But it is simple. It's a simple first step. I know I see so many different ways that people approach and are trying to make things change and make their reality different. But what they keep doing is they keep avoiding the pain that's in the moment a and b compounding that pain <laughs> making it worse making it bigger until it gets so overwhelming it becomes impossible to react in a different way or think through it or change their approach really all it all you have to do is dial it back and look at if i pull back my energy from the place of i'm resentful i'm angry i am mad at the world i feel like everything is set against me people are set against me nobody cares about me if i pull my energy back from those places and i put it towards the flip side of that what benefits might i get from that how might i reap rewards from that how might that be more pleasurable i'll give you a quick example before i let you go my room is a big part of that. Right now, I've been living with my family for the last few years since the pandemic started. And I've been living in this very small room in our basement apartment. And I have been bitching and moaning and groaning about it for all of that time. And it used to be really black and had a lot of black furniture. And it was very like, you know, basements, especially ones with really short windows. You're not getting a lot of light. So it was really dark in here and really... uh cave-like almost but not in a good way because I find sometimes that caves or cabins or anything like that can be like really intimate and warm but it wasn't designed that way this the space wasn't designed that way at all and recently I decided I was like I'm making headway I'm setting my course towards leaving the family home and moving out on my own now that I feel like things are getting settled here people are figuring shit out I'm figuring my shit out it's time to move forward uh I have a timeline in line in my mind for what would feel good in terms of like a time frame of actually making that happen that feels spacious and good for me like we talked about in the purpose episode in the meantime i see no reason to not enjoy my space and i do want to shout out to like my sister who would tell me constantly like you need to upgrade your space like that would definitely help my best friend has definitely said that but again it's one of those things that didn't penetrate because i was so hung up on getting mad at my circumstances, getting mad at my space, getting mad that I didn't have what I want. And now, this past week, I've been doing kind of like this home reno, renter-friendly home reno project in here that I'm going to email my newsletter about and talk about what I've learned from that experience. I've recently done that and I've completely changed this space. I feel like I am on an episode of HGTV or like Alexandra Gator and all of these other YouTubers who do home reno stuff. I feel like I just did that. I'm actually pissed that I didn't do like a before shot. Like, <laughs> and really, <laughs> really cement, like really uh, have proof and like show the before and after. 
but it is beautiful in here like i'm so happy i feel so good my energy feels so good in here like i'm living i'm living large up in here and i took on so many things by myself and i changed it it was so fulfilling and so like it just feels so good so now i basically supported myself and giving myself that direction of where i can pour my energy to instead so if i couldn't direct my energy toward feeling grateful for the space that i had but i knew that's what i wanted to feel i supported myself to get there by changing the space and that in and of itself is a lesson i can go on and on and on about that might be something i write that might be what i write about in the newsletter but just keep that in mind keep in mind where you're putting your energy where you're allowing it to go and what reactions you can control instead what boundaries you can set instead what you could support yourself in doing to change the circumstances hiring me would be one one way to do it but there are other ways to do it there's a million ways to do it and kind of opening yourself up to all of those possibilities not necessarily i think i've mentioned this throughout the season not necessarily going for every single one and trying to make like minute decisions for every little possibility but just keeping in mind that there's always another way um so if you're dissatisfied by something now, you feel like you've plateaued, gotten complacent, you're bitter, you're resentful, you're feeling frustrated, whatever it is, it's time for a change. It's time to move things in a new direction. What you've been doing currently hasn't been working. So switch it up. Change how things are going, the environment, the relationship, the situation. All right, that's all I have for you today. We will talk again soon. Definitely share this episode with someone you love or admire who's kind of going through a similar thing where you see them kind of going down this sort of like bitter, resentful path and they could stand to direct their energy in a different way. Maybe hearing it from somebody else, because I'm sure you've given advice, will help. Bye. So Amara is a very direct person. She's very no-nonsense and she doesn't coddle people. Are you in my head? <laughs> when I started looking into your classes and Strut Your Story was first, and I was like, well, we're a wallflower. Like, we just hang out and we hide and we got to fix that first. You're not you're not going to coddle someone or do the, oh, baby, and oh, look, I'm taking care. No, no, no. You, you give real love. I have to say, when you give honest and direct advice, information, it's not like it comes out rough and ragged. It's a nice, clean, like where it's like oh yeah she's right it comes with a it comes from a place of love it comes from a place of great knowledge and it comes mm -hmm. from a place of understanding it was exactly what i needed at the right time and i'm so grateful to you Amara. you know she's 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 a fucking icon